live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We apologize for being a little bit late today. You would not believe it if I told you the power went out literally minutes before we were supposed to go live. The devil is doing everything he can to keep us from getting to you. It's not Rumble that's crashing. It was us. We're here now, and we're thankful. This is live from America. We're blessed to be here. Let's start giving some shout-outs. Because we're already late into the show. Ricky, how you doing? Good to see you, Ricky. I appreciate you being here. Ruby Slippers is in the building. Sarah is here. How you doing, Sarah? Good to see you. DeClues, Eileen, Tom1964 from the great state of Wisconsin. Somebody said the track is off. Nothing I can do about that. Amanda Collins, good to see you. Good morning. Sound and lips are off. Don't know what to tell you. It's me. How you doing? Good to see you. Thank you very much. Nancy, thank you very much for being here today. Kathy Daniel is here. Leslie from PA, how are you? Bad Moon, how you doing, man? Good to see you on this Friday. Joe says, light it up, Jeremy. I'm trying to, but the devil's trying to keep me away. Lance from Michigan. And one more, Sheila from Michigan as well. Thank you for joining in. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, right before we went live, right before we went live, the power goes out, which literally shuts down everything. We were all ready to go. We had to rebuild the entire stream, which by the way, takes quite a while. We had to rebuild the entire stream within three minutes and try to get it back up to you guys. Satan was trying to stop me from giving you a message this morning at 9 o'clock. Satan's trying to stop me from giving you the truth now. But like we say, can't stop, won't stop, and we're coming for you. That means you too, Satan. But ladies and gentlemen, you may, be, uh, you may have heard that Corrine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, the garbage pail kid of the White House, She says the border is more secure now than it's ever been, thanks to Joe Biden. Roll it. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. How many of you believe that? 
How many of you think that what you've seen by way of Ben Berkwam, by way of LFA TV, by way of Anthony Aguero, how many of you can say that you believe that to be true? Because I can show you multiple videos, like this video that I'm going to show you right here. I can show you multiple videos that say that's not true. The border is more secure now than ever before, she says. Never mind the gunfights that Ben Berkwam found himself in. Never mind the rape dens that I saw with my own eyes when I went down there. Never mind the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who have been dead and raped coming across that border. Never mind my sister-in-law and many others, many of you whom were related to in your own families before they passed away, died from fentanyl that came over that southern border. That looks safe and secure to me. So what she's really saying is nobody has done more to tackle illegal immigration and make it for a pathway for legal immigration to happen. What she's saying is, you know, that whole QR code app, CBP one, they're saying we made illegal immigration legal. So it didn't make it look like illegal immigration under Joe Biden. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I'm going to go out and rob a bank today, but I'm going to make it look legal as in, Oh, I thought that this was how you take a withdrawal from the bank. Oh, I made it legal. I made something illegal, illegal with the swipe of a pen, never went through Congress. Congress sure as heck isn't holding them accountable. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering where the description is of this video, that was erased when the power went out and we did not have time to rebuild that part. So we just got up as quick as we can. Now, if you go to the city of Chicago, I told you citizens, just like yesterday when I showed you the, uh, the citizens that were sick and tired of the people blocking the road well we've been saying that every town is a border town every city is a border city every state is a border state because sooner or later they have to go somewhere and they're coming to a theater near you here's the south side of chicago residents heated over a meeting on the illegal aliens that are coming in and wiping out the city Rob, that hotel was chosen in part because it previously housed migrants earlier this year. But some neighbors say during that time there were problems with noise, cleanliness, and even drug use. Wait, 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 wait. Can we get some order in here, please? Angry words and heated confrontation over plans to house migrants steps from people's front doors. I don't want them there. Take them someplace else or send them back to Venezuela. I don't care where they go. This is a generous city. We are a city of immigrants. This standing room only meeting between Chicago city officials and Hyde Park residents comes as the city prepares to utilize as early as Friday, the Chicago Lakeshore Hotel at 49th and DuSable Lakeshore Drive to house up to 300 migrants. We believe that every community should support the asylum seekers. The city also eyeing this former U.S. Marine Corps facility near Foster and Kedzie, with the number of migrants at police stations doubling in recent weeks. The dirt, the grime. The Fraternal Order of Police President posting video of overflowing garbage and people sleeping shoulder to shoulder blocking entrances. This is absolutely unacceptable and ridiculous working conditions. Earlier this week, an adult and two children suffering from flu-like symptoms had to be taken from the 4th District Station to a hospital. Back in Hyde Park, neighbors asking, what about us? Property tax relief because it's going to be, we're changing the neighborhood, we're doing something for you, you should be doing something for us. That's right. 
uh, property taxes, diseases. They're taking over American legions. They're taking over schools. They have illegal sleeping in school gymnasiums while they have the school gymnasium partitioned off from the rest of the school where your children's go. They're sleeping in police stations. They're sleeping in fire stations. They're taking over hotels. Hotel owners are getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars from the federal government, which they're gladly taking because the federal government shut them down for three years. So they're in the, they're in the black anyway. Uh, what else we got folks? How long is it going to take before they take over your homes? How long is it going to take before they go from asking you to house a migrant, asking you to be a host for an illegal alien family before they say you are, oh, if you owe back taxes, we're taking your home and we're going to give it to an illegal alien. Oh, if you can't pay your uh, mortgage on time, we're taking your home and we're going to give it to an illegal alien. Now, later in the show, if we get to it now, because we were a few minutes late, we're going to tell you what is happening in upstate New York. And if you live in upstate New York, come into a theater near you as well. But right now, since we need to rebuke the devil, right now, since the devil has tried everything he can to keep me from coming on air today in the most unrealistic things that could happen, we're going to rebuke the devil. We're going to say, get behind me. Not today, Satan. And we're going to go to God. We're going to try to calm down because you know that I was very, very angry when that happened. Three minutes before we were supposed to go live, especially after the stuff that happened this morning on Rise Up. I need to calm down. I need to get this anger out of me. I need to receive that joy and that peace that I've had. When sorrow becomes your travel companion, embrace her as a blessing from me. If you receive her into your heart, she will bring new depth and richness to your soul. She can teach you more about me a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering, and also give you hope based on the promise of my presence. Now, this morning's Rise Up was pretty powerful because we talked about stop trying to make it to heaven. Stop trying to do what you need to do to get to heaven because there's nothing you can do outside of repent and trust in Jesus. You're not going to be perfect. Nobody ever is. That's why we need Jesus. That was the message this morning. Now, Isaiah 53.3 says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Psalm 42.5 Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. And before you turn out the light, praise me for the help of my presence. Well, that's what I need right now. I need the presence of the Lord right now because we've had a pretty rough Friday morning here. I want to be all smiles. I want to be all joy and peace. So in Jesus' name, I'm going to ask you all to pray the Lord's Prayer with me now and keep me in your prayers. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. This business is hard enough. You know what I mean? Eli knows this business is hard enough. Just even reporting on the truth, finding the truth, seeing and hearing what's happening to people every single day, uh, not only through the news, but also through the you know people that need help in the slurp fund and stuff. And then when electronic failure happens, you're like, you've got to be kidding me. But we plowed through and we're here. So ladies and gentlemen, please lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp of the day and let's get down to business. But I'm going to need you guys to do extra sharing today. You want us live on Labor Day? You want us not to take a day off? Let's see how many people we can get today. Let's get as many people as we can. And maybe we'll work on Labor Day. Actually, we're working anyway. Just kidding. First slurp. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. First and foremost section of the day. Yesterday, I told you that there is a calculated and orchestrated strategic effort to try to make sure that Donald Trump cannot get on the ballot. The last step before assassination attempt is to try to keep him from not even appearing on the ballot so people can vote for him. Now, we know in order to do this legally, he must be convicted. You must be convicted of a crime. That's why they're strategically trying to place these trials before the election so they can try to rush a trial and convict him. But everybody has a right to an adequate and efficient trial if they have to mount a defense. And we're not going to ram these trials through before the election. But that is their goal. Now, you know that Secretary of State here in New Hampshire, along with the Attorneys General here in New Hampshire, and in Arizona, both the Attorneys General and the Secretary of State there, are trying to come up with a way to try to get him off the ballot now. They failed in New Hampshire. They'll continue to fail every attempt. And ladies and gentlemen, the good news to start the day is Arizona's Democrat, illegitimate Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes, or wait, he's the Attorney General, Secretary of State there, my fault, confirms that he cannot bar Donald J. Trump from the ballot. Yes, that's right. It is Adrian Fontes, my bad. Former cartel lawyer, that's true. That's not a conspiracy theory. He really was a lawyer for the cartel. Adrian Fontes, who's now the Secretary of State illegitimately, was reportedly questioning whether or not President Trump had eligibility to be on the 2024 election in Arizona as he faces politicized indictments from the Biden regime and the Biden DOJ. The legal theories, like I said yesterday and the day before, based on Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment. You had prison Mike, Jamie Rack, Ratskin, all over TV yesterday trying to sell this, as a, you know, sell this bill of goods. Trump has not been charged with engaging in an insurrection. Trump has not been charged with a rebellion against the United States of America. Trump has not been charged with treason. So you cannot bar him, even if convicted of these indictments, because he's not charged with any of those crimes that would automatically, by default, get him banned from holding office ever again. He's not even charged with crimes that could get him banned, let alone charges that they've already tried to bring on him. Those aren't even eligible to call for a ban from running for public office ever again. And Adrian... uh, Fontes confirmed he does not 
have the authority to bar Donald Trump from the ballot. So ladies and gentlemen, whether it's a big win, whether it's a small win, wins are wins. We know this isn't going to be the end of it, but we must celebrate our wins. They know they can't. This is nothing but all of these states saying we might be able to get him off the ballot. We might be able to get him off the ballot. We might be able to invoke the 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. We might be able to do it. All that is, is to stay in the media. That's it. It's just for a 24-hour wrap-up smear campaign. You know the same thing we should be doing to Biden right now in the House? Yeah. That 24-hour wrap-up smear campaign. You know the same thing that we should be doing to Nancy Pelosi and all these other uh, bad actors? Mr. Freeze, Mitch McChina, isn't that his new nickname, Eli? Mr. Freeze? <laughs> Kevin McCarthy is the third in line to the presidency, arguably one of the most, if not the most p- powerful people in Washington, D.C. And we could be 24-hour wrap-up smear campaigning all of these people as well, except there's merit behind, th- behind those. There's actually broken laws, crimes committed for decades. With Trump, it's just fake. It's always been fake. It'll never be anything but fake. Mr. Freeze. So anyway, that's good news to start the day out on this Friday. Now, remember when we heard on the day Donald Trump was booked, and I believe it was... Newt Gingrich, I believe it was, if my memory hasn't slipped me already, who said that he was told, maybe it was Rudy Giuliani, I can't remember, but they were told from high up, you must indict today. You must lay down the indictment today. And Fannie Willis said, I'm not ready. Remember when we reported that about a week ago? Doesn't matter. You must do it today. We're not ready. All this stuff is dropping in the House of Representatives. All this investigation leading to Biden and Obama. They're getting too close to Obama. You must bring down the indictment. And remember, the reports was, yeah, Newt Gingrich. The reports were, were, we can't do it. Too bad you have to. Well, Fannie Willis threatens to violate rights of defendants in the Trump-RICO case because she's not prepared for trial. She never was. She was told to, and this is why Jim Jordan and the others apparently are investigating right now to find what kind of contact was had from the White House or the Justice Department with Fannie Willis prior to bringing the indictment. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Piggy Willis is now threatening defendants in Trump's RICO case before she's not because she's not prepared for trial. Earlier this month, Piggy Willis hit Trump and 18 others with the RICO cases, right? 41 count indictment. And there are 30 unidentified, unindicted co-conspirators. Trump indicted lawyers, Ken Chesebro and Sidney Powell requested speedy trials and formally asked a judge to separate their cases. Sidney Powell and Ken Chesebro invoked their right to a speedy trial which means it would begin by the end of October or early November per the law. 
These requests would mean that the co-defendants would have to serve their cases from other defendants. However, Trump wants to delay his trial and also requested his case be severed from the other defendants. So what does that mean? Well, in layman's term, you have Trump and his lawyers saying, I am requesting or I'm going through this all the way and I'm requesting a delay in the trial date because I need to adequately prepare a defense for myself. I want to be separated from these other defendants. You have these other defendants, Sidney Powell and his other attorney there, Chisibro, saying, we invoke our right to a speedy trial. We do not want it delayed. We want to fight right now. And we want to be separated from the Trump camp or the Trump team and the Trump attorneys and those defendants. Everybody wants the same thing. And everybody has a right to that same thing. Citing four cases, President Trump has filed to serve his case from the other, to sever his case from the other defendants. President Trump is arguing it would violate his right to a fair trial, which it would. Citing four cases, Fannie Willis threatened all of the co-defendants after Chisibro and Powell requested speedy trials. Quote, by filing a statutory speedy trial demand, which is their right under the law, the defendants elected to proceed to trial without the benefit of the type of prior notice of the state's discovery and similar transaction evidence that would have otherwise been afforded to them, Fannie Willis said. So she's denying them their right to a speedy trial because she's not ready for that trial. Well, oh well, this is a great strategy by Sidney Powell. This is a great strategy by Ken Shisebro because she's not ready and they knew she wasn't ready. And she's so focused on trying to stop Donald Trump and she's got to wrap them all up in that in order to be a RICO case that she's going to lose this case like that. And if she loses against Sidney Powell and loses against Ken Shisebro that quick, that early, she's definitely and most assuredly going to lose against Donald John Trump. So she is trying to literally deny them their constitutional right to a speedy trial. Who else has been denied their right to a speedy trial? Oh, yeah, that's right. All of the J6 defendants. All of the J6 defendants. Now, attorney Techno Fogg, the case Fannie Willis cited have the cases Fannie Willis cited for her argument have nothing to do with Trump's RICO case. DA Willis says they can't argue they are entitled to a notice of similar transaction evidence 10 days before trial. But the law requires 10 days. And the law requires also, if they waive their right to a long trial and they invoke their right to a speedy trial, they must get it. So this is going to be very interesting. Let's go ahead and let's give Fannie Willis, Fannie Fugly Willis, the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day for just following orders and not being smart enough to know that they were going to eat her alive because she has no IQ. (laughs) She's going to be eaten alive. She really is. Folks, we have 3,600 people watching right now. Thank you all very much. I appreciate you guys being here. Please do me the ever so humble favor of sharing this video, rumbling this video. Oh, and by the way, folks, just to give you a quick, kind of give you a quick update here. And a heads up, we now have brand new shirts for pre-order. 
Just like we said the other day on the show, the more they indict, the more we unite. Trump 2024. Pre-order your t-shirts today. We have them in blue and we have them in red. That's right. The more they indict, the more we unite. We said it on the show the other day and now it's going to be a shirt. You can pre-order yours today. We'll ship them out, ladies and gentlemen, next week. But pre-order yours today. There's a very limited amount of both coming in. And let's show our support today. The more they indict, the more we unite. JeremyHerald.com is where you can pre-order those today. Now, moving on. We started to show out two good news, two pieces of good news today, right? Fannie Willis, not ready for trial. Going to get her butt handed to her. And also, Adrian Fontes, Secretary of State Arizona, of Arizona, saying, I have no power to keep Trump off the ballot. There we go, folks. Two pieces of good news. As we keep sharing, we keep liking. What did I title today's show? Trump to end censorship for good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Trump has come out with a statement. I want to thank everybody for your donations. God bless you and thank you so much. Trump vows to crush federal censorship once and for all with brand new appointees with an executive order when he's elected in 2024. He said he's done with it. He's done with Section 230. He's done with Congress's inaction. When I'm president, I'm going to wipe censorship off the, face of the, off the face of the map here in America. President Donald Trump is vowing to dismantle the federal machinery built by the Biden administration to censor political speech in America, saying he will appoint new leaders of agencies that have engaged in silencing free speech. He also said he would sign an executive order banning any and all government employees from top to bottom from participating in projects that infringe on anybody's First Amendment right, and this will be carefully monitored constantly to make sure that the government is not doing what they've done for the last 10 years. He made these comments last night during an interview on Just the News, Not Noise, where everybody is saying it was some kind of a bot or wasn't really Donald Trump. Crazy stuff going on there. Don't care. Not getting dragged into that stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is going to come down and he's going to come down hard. He's going to come down on the district attorneys. He's going to come down on the judges. He's going to come down on anybody and uh, everybody and anyone who is involved in this censorship in a government role to the American people. And I have a feeling people are even going to get locked up. Remember what he said just the other day. Remember what he said when, uh, when he was asked by Glenn Beck. You said before you were going to lock everybody up and you didn't. Now that was a based question. Base statement, base accusation by Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck said, you said we were going to lock Hillary up. We didn't. You said you were going to lock these bad actors up. We didn't do that before. Why didn't we? And will you do it next time? Donald Trump's exact answer was, well, I didn't do it before because it wasn't the way things are supposed to be done in America. And I didn't want to start that, you know, set that precedent, basically. And I'm paraphrasing here. But he says, as far as locking them all up next time, he goes, you have to. You have to. Meaning he's saying, I'm going to. He said, because they're doing it to all of us. And if we let this stand, it's over. So we have to lock them all up. And I don't think he's kidding. So all of you, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, just like I tell all of these people in Congress and all of these people in the alphabet soup agencies, we're coming for you. Uh, Kayla, Kayla says, but an executive order expires. We need something more. Oh, stop. No, I agree. 
But executive order gets something done right away, and then pressure's put on Congress to get rid of 230. That's what will happen. I'd rather have an executive order stop something temporarily right now. That's what the Democrats do. They take their win, and they get their next win five months down the road. That's what we need to do as well. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to say this as kindly as I can. Their ass is grass. Their ass is grass. Now, before we go to our first break, we're about three minutes late. I have to give you a well, 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 what have we here moment. Let me see where I can pull this up the best, where you're going to see this the best. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, something started floating around the internet last night that showed, remember when Kathy Griffin, by the way, I hate even giving that woman any kind of, um, any kind of spotlight at all. She's so, she's so worthless. But remember when she held Donald Trump's head? She held Donald Trump's severed head up. She didn't get arrested. Donald Trump didn't go after her. See if I can pull this up. I'm sorry about this. This should have already been, should have already been up. But like I said, we lost power three minutes before the show. So let me go back and find this one more time. Last night, if I can get back to this, Somebody leaked footage out of the White House press secretary room, the White House press briefing room. And in this White House press briefing room, what they shown and what was exposed, see if I can find this. There it is. Absolutely sickening. Perfect. All right. Let's bring it up on the screen and then we'll and then we'll play it because it goes so fast. All right. Check this out. What is that right there? What is that? Play it again. Now, I'm going to turn the sound off and we're going to play it again. This is in the back of the White House press briefing room. Look how charred it is, like it was burned or beaten or something had happened to it. But that is a head of Donald Trump on a shelf in the White House press briefing room where the the garbage pail kid of the White House lies to the American people day in and day out. And I want you to look how charred and black it is, like it was like on fire at some point. Eli said it probably underwent some ritual or something. Now, I wonder, I wonder, now that this has gone around the internet, I wonder if Peter Ducey or anybody's going to ask about this today. Because that, I mean, that, that fake head looks charred. It looks burned. So it wasn't like somebody left it up there as some kind of homage to Donald Trump. This is obviously sinister. This is obviously sick and obviously evil. That's why Donald Trump says the gloves are off. Right there is why Donald Trump says the gloves are off and I am right there with him. I'm right there with him. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break real quick. We had about uh, three minutes, three minutes uh, of of a delay getting started today. And again, if you're just joining in, uh, I apologize for that. But uh, the first one of our partners today that we are going to spotlight and highlight is 4Patriots.com. I'm getting a lot of messages from people that are telling me that a majority of the people that are buying from 4Patriots.com 
They're getting small, the smaller solar units, and they're getting survival food and seeds. Now, I half expected more people to buy the solar power generators, the bigger ones, but then you start realizing, well, the reason why everybody doesn't have them is because they're two and $3,000. Best two and $3,000 you'll ever spend. Most peace of mind you'll ever, um, the biggest peace of mind purchase you'll ever make. But the seeds, the survival food, and the smaller solar units to keep certain things on that are necessity. Those are what sell the most on 4 The other great thing about it is, folks, is that when you're spending money with them, much like when you donate here, it's not only going to go to a good cause, but veterans that fought for this country, you know, like the ones that Joe Biden let die in Afghanistan, they get a portion of everything you purchase on 4 So, ladies and gentlemen, there's something there for every budget. 4 is a great company. Keep them propped up. Keep them going. Keep them uh, being a partner of ours here. And use the promo code LFA to get yourself 10% off. Now, another one of these companies that we've had for a long time, another peace of mind company, is TacRite, and especially the TacRite Ultimate Backup Power Portable Supply Unit. If you've got your bug out bags and you've got your, your knapsacks full of your first aid kits, this thing is about this big. It has solar panel, uh, uh, solar panel sides on it. It charges in a matter of a couple hours, and you've got a ton of charge on it. It's got a built-in flashlight. It's some, look, the more you can separate yourself from needing to rely on monopolized uh, electric companies or government agencies that are going to take over these monopolized energy companies when they start making everything go green, the better and more peace of mind you're going to have. Now, there's no, uh, the website that you can go to this is in the description of this video. It's the TacRite uh, link. Click on it. It's a 50% off free shipping, free uh, handling today. TacRiteLFATV.com. Both of those companies, great companies run by great people. And they're very, very good at community, uh, community service. Customer service, not community service. Bumblebee, Jeremy, update on LFA covering the Trump South Dakota event, please. We still do not have our credentials. I expect to see them by the end of the day today. Now, Matt Gates. Matt Gates seems to be very irritated with Kevin McCarthy, and rightfully so. We all are. Something is holding Matt Gates back from putting up a motion to vacate, and I don't know what it is. But I know he's getting increasingly more frustrated, and he, t- and he tweeted this out. No vote on term limits, no vote on a balanced budget, no plan to have individual appropriation bills considered, no full release of January 6 tapes, no spending cut to raise the debt limit. Trump has been charged with 91, account, 91 counts. We haven't subpoenaed Hunter Biden or any Biden for that matter. I know this is the tendency of a political leader to self-preen, but the truth is that while some GOP housework has been positive, it isn't good enough. Not even close. Actually, we are going to have to seize the initiative and make some changes very soon. The People's House needs to get back to work. And then he posted this video of Kevin McCarthy. And again, I have all the respect in the world for people like Matt Gates, But you got to do some action, buddy. Maybe this is the precursor to action. Maybe it is. I guess we'll see. But he put this video out when he tweeted that Someone out. Someone did an analysis of this Congress versus the last Congress. And um, 
the last Congress, the Democrats controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency, but this Congress actually has produced more bills, more to become law, which makes it more difficult. But the bigger things we also change is we open the House back up. Members now have to come to work. Bills have to go through committee. You get 72 hours to read it, not just the members, but the people, the, the American public themselves. Nobody cares. Uh, those are all changes that we're glad you're that you made, but they were not priority changes. Priority changes meant cracking the whip. Priority changes meant utilizing and using the power of the Speaker of the House in a way that Nancy Pelosi did against against our party and the people of the United States of America, back against those people, in order to get out of them what we need in order to prosecute them and put them in prison. That is what a priority would have been. Now we have 72 hours to read a bill. Yay. Nobody cares. And I pray, and I think we all should pray for Matt Gates. It seems like Matt Gates is getting a little PO'd. It seems like Matt Gates is ready to do a motion to vacate. Instead of yelling at Matt Gates at this point, let's encourage Matt Gates. I'd like everybody to reach out to Matt Gates today by email or by phone call. It takes just a few seconds to look it up and get the number. Call his Washington, D.C. office. Call his Florida office. And let's all leave uh, messages of encouragement, maybe even prayers for Matt Gates. Let's not yell at him right now. It seems like he's starting to go that way. Let's just push him that way a little bit more. Okay? Let's be united behind this. Let's not be divided behind this. Teapot says, why are some mad at Gates? Because we're, we're mad at the fact that he was the, the, the sole holdout for Matt Gates, or I mean, for, um, for Kevin McCarthy becoming Speaker of the House. And he was the first one that we thought would put a motion to vacate up the minute that Speaker McCarthy was not doing his job. And Speaker McCarthy's not been doing his job for quite some time now. And we've not even seen the talk of a motion to vacate. That's why we're mad at, uh, at uh, Matt Gates Because he basically coined himself the leader of the 20 that held out. And it's time for that leader to do it again. To do it again. Folks, if we could do one more big round of sharing, I would really love to see over 4,000 people in tune, uh, tuning in live uh, on this Friday afternoon that or morning. That would be really, really amazing. Um, and it would be a great way to end the, the week. So if we could just do another big round of sharing and make sure that we've clicked that thumbs up, I would appreciate that. Now, getting back to New York City. I told you New York City was about to do something to upstate New York that was very bad, and upstate New Yorkers need to know about it. New York City, with the backing of... Governor Kathy Hochul is set to transfer all of Biden's illegals out of New York City as 8th grade Adams has been crying about it now for three weeks. It seems like they're about ready to move, well, maybe not all, but a majority out of New York City to upstate New York, and they're not even notifying local leaders about it. They're just going to do it. This is why I said we needed to be proactive rather than reactive in our communities and get our city councils and everybody to ban the dumping of illegal aliens in our communities without our consent. Now, back in March, Mayor Eric A. Adams spent $5 million a day to house these illegals that he welcomed with open arms. Then he called for them to leave. Then he started putting them in uh, hotels. Then he started putting them in uh, old um, insane asylums. Then they started putting them in old gymnasiums, two military sites at the airport in Glenville. 
have made it to the list of proposed federal housing options for the illegal aliens from New York City. Another military site, the U.S. Army Reserve Center in Niskayuna, is also on the list, along with eight federally owned sites, including Stewart International Airport and the Army National Guards Camp Smith in Hudson Valley, New York. The list was first reported by Bloomberg News. They are putting the illegals in our military sites. They are making employers hire them so they can pay taxes. They are then going to get them to vote. You see what's going on here. They're then going to put them in our military because our military is so down on recruitment. So instead of opening up a draft again like they did in the 60s to whip our Gen Zers and our worthless loser children that are roaming this country completely brain dead with their eyes stuck on TikTok to give them a hopeful life. No, instead, we're going to take all of the illegals and we're going to put them in our military. We're going to house them at our military bases. They're going to take over our police stations. They're going to force people to hire them. And the great replacement is underway. But you can get involved and you can get your communities to be proactive and to put a city ordinance up that says no illegal aliens will be dumped here or they'll be immediately sent back to New York City by us. Another overreach of tyranny that's going on in New York. New York police are going to be using police drones to monitor backyard Labor Day parties. Now, you might think to yourself, why? COVID laws aren't, or COVID mandates aren't in effect. Why would they be monitoring backyard Labor Day barbecues? And is that even legal? New York police will use drones to monitor backyard Labor Day parties this weekend. Kaz Daughtry, the assistant NYPD commissioner, made the announcement during a security briefing in an annual, at the annual Caribbean Festival. Daughtry's plan to use police drones to monitor backyard barbecue got immediate backlash from civil liberty groups. It's troubling. It's a troubling announcement, and it file, flies in the face of the uh, Post Act, said Daniel Schwarz, a privacy and technology strategist at the New York Civil Liberties Union, referring to a 2020 city law that requires the NYPD to disclose its surveillance tactics, especially when it's deploying drones. Those attending outdoor parties or barbecues in New York City this weekend may notice an uninvited guest looming over their festivities, a police and surveillance drone. The New York City Police Department plans to pilot the unmanned aircrafts in response to complaints about, ready for this, large gatherings, including private events over the Labor Day weekend. Since when is it illegal to have large gatherings? Since when is it illegal to have parties to celebrate American holidays? What is happening here? Why are you monitoring large groups? There's no such thing as COVID ordinances. Quote, if a caller states that there's a large crowd, a large party in a backyard, we're going to be utilizing our assets to go up and check on the party? Ladies and gentlemen, I know you a lot of you do not own guns in New York City. I'd get a sling, slingshot. I'd get a BB gun. And if that f- drone flew over my house taking pictures of my family, I'd shoot it out of the damn sky and I'd call the police and I said, that was me. Send another one so I can shoot another one. 
It's time to stop being afraid. It's time to shoot these things out of the sky when they're over your home and say, you are doing this unconstitutionally and illegally and I'll go to jail for it by all means. Let's go. Shoot these pieces of shit out of the sky. Call them. Tell them to screw off. Get your nose out of my business. Piss off. And come arrest me if you need to. I guess Miles Guo was correct all of this time, wasn't he? Free Miles Guo. Sounds like China to me. Shoot him out of the damn sky. You want to hear something sickening about all of this tyranny going on? Trying to, oh, that person looks Trumpish. Let's go follow them, right? Yeah, a 12-year-old boy was found in a dumpster in Philadelphia. Shot to death. Not worried about that, though. 12-year-old boy found dead inside a trash can in West Philly. Investigators have revealed that 12-year-old Hezekiah Bernard was found shot to death inside a trash can located at the fi- on the 5500 block of Cherry Street in Philly. Bernard's body was discovered by a Philadelphia Housing Authority sanitation worker who discovered Bernard's body wrapped in plastic with a gunshot wound to his head. 12 years old. 11-year-old girls being raped, 12-year-old boys being shot in the head and dumped in trash cans in the side, in the back alleys of our blue Democrat-run illegal tyrannical cities. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That red line that we speak of, ladies and gentlemen, again, nobody knows where that red line is as a nation. But I can feel it coming. I can feel two sides about ready to clash in a very, very bloody and death-filled way. That's not what I want for this country. But unfortunately, that is what these people have pushed it towards. Now, you know, James O'Keefe has been doing everything he can when he was with Project Veritas and now that he's with O'Keefe Media Group to expose evil. And the other day, you know that he exposed that school board member that was calling the police and got the police to help her take down the license plates of people that look Trumpish and give them to the school board. They look Trumpish, Eli. Well, James O'Keefe has now cornered and went and held accountable that New Jersey Police Department, and let's see what we have. Inside the Livingston, New Jersey Police Department, we just spoke with Captain Tom Smith. We showed Captain Tom Smith the footage of Officer Pancioni. My name is James O'Keefe. Do, do you have a minute to talk? Absolutely. Thank you. Tom Smith, nice to meet you. The officer asks, do we have a right? Do they have a right to do this? Not te- no, technically no. The officer didn't understand the law. So I think your officer needs to familiarize himself with the New Jersey Public Records Act. I don't answer to him. He can be a journalist, he can do all he wants. I don't answer to you. Get a life, says the officer. Listen, this is my life. This is what I do. In this country, in this state, in this town, we need investigative reporters. That's offensive to what we stand for in this country, everything we're going through in this country right now. Do they have a right to do this? Not technically, not technically. 
the public has a right to know what goes on. My tax dollars in the state, I have a right to know. And I just find statements like that to be, some would consider, an abuse of power. They want to know who called the police, the other guy in the blue blazer. I'm a journalist. Very good. I could care less. I, I could care less you're a journalist. He doesn't care that we're journalists. I could care less that we're journalists. I, I'm not here to answer your questions. He's like, oh, I'm a journalist. I don't care. If this guy has an issue with what you guys are doing, Ask a question. Ask a question. I'm just a journalist asking yep. questions. But aren't we recording on the Zoom? I'm hesitant to answer any questions. Mm -hmm. Can you email them? We, I will give you all of this material. I will give you the full, raw. I mean, you guys gave this to me. James O'Keefe here, breaking news. We have a statement from the Livingston, New Jersey Police Department after our school board body camera investigation. This is Captain Thomas Smith in the precinct there in Livingston saying there will be an internal affairs investigation about Officer Pansion's dialogue with all involved parties. It will be reviewed for what he calls deficiencies and if deemed necessary will be addressed. This comes on the heels of Officer Pansion questioning whether citizens have a right to even be at school board meetings and school board officials calling the police on citizen journalists that they deem quote Trumpish and scanning the license plates of citizens who attend school board meetings if they're not residents of that particular town. Thomas Smith saying that there will be an investigation uh, to address potential uh, deficiencies. My name is James O'Keefe. Do, do you have a minute to talk? Absolutely. Thank so right there goes to show you the impact that even one person with a camera can make. That's why people are flocking to LFA TV. We're all LFA TV. We're all journalists. We've taken the power back from those that called themselves journalists and reporters. And now we've taken that back and we're doing it ourselves. Camera pens. Buttons that have cameras in them. Watches that have cameras in them. Always be recording. You know how much stuff we could expose if all of us were citizen journalists? MSNBC, you're dying. Fox is dying. CNN, dying. ABC, CBS, dying. You might not think they are, but they are. Hemorrhaging and dying. No longer are we going to hold them up on a pedestal. No longer. Now, before we show you this last video that refers to exactly what I was talking about yesterday with the power that Kevin McCarthy has as the third in line to the presidency. Let me talk about our last two partners of today, and that is, first of all, Field of Greens. You guys know that my favorite kind is the wild berry. My second favorite kind is the strawberry lemonade. It doesn't matter what kind you get. Here's the one that's raw. This is made with no stevia because the others have stevia in them. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter which one of these you get. The fact of the matter is every ingredient in here was specifically chosen to make sure that you don't get lymph node cancer. Was specifically chosen to make sure that out of your glands, you purify yourself and you... Um, you basically secrete all of the toxins that have been dormant in your body for years. When we eat this garbage, garbage in, garbage out, it doesn't just come in and then go out when we go to the bathroom. It lives in us. It becomes us. 
And what Field of Greens does is it cleans out all of it. It gives it a, basically like a house restoration. Your entire inner body has been remodeled. That's what Field of Greens does. It's the best way to explain it. And if you need any further validation that it's amazing that it works, ask anybody in the chat. They'll tell you. Ask anybody who's been taking it for a, for, for a long period of time, longevity with it, and it's changed their lives. I can guarantee it. Maybe the exception of one. And also, folks, also do not forget, another one of our great sponsors, great longtime partners, is Gold Co. Now, I know that all of these partners that we have aren't for everybody. Gold Co. was barely right for me. I've literally done one thing with them because I don't have IRAs and stuff like that. And I don't have like lots of money that I could turn quarter of it, quarter of my wealth into gold and silver and palladium and platinum. But some of you do, and it's okay. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a crime to have money, but it is a crime of your own if you let your money go to Ukraine. It is a crime that you can only blame yourself for after watching the dollar die over and over and over again every day. And you go, why? I can't believe I've lost my entire net worth. Well, you don't have to. Goldco.com slash live or call 855-559-3433. Just have a conversation with them. That's all. See if it works for you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, back to what I was saying yesterday. Kevin McCarthy, you have the power. Issue subpoenas. If they don't come, arrest their butts. Rolling. So let's play this out. Okay, so let's pretend. Let's just pick somebody who I'm rather upset with who harmed me, Jack Dorsey. So let's say that let's say that one of these committees, okay? Let's say Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates or Chip Roy or Anna Paulina, they subpoena Jack Dorsey. And Jack Dorsey is in Tahiti. And he says, forget it, I'm not gonna testify. The precedent has been set though, Cash, that you get indicted and have to face jail time. Look at Steve Bannon. Yeah. And even though I believe it was wrong, I think Steve Bannon had actually executive privilege here. And so did there's now a precedent where they better follow these subpoenas or else a defiance of a congressional subpoena can mean jail time. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. But here's where that we, we, we have a Department of Justice that is uh, a two-tier system of justice. No, of course, Congress, obviously, yes. But here's the, here's the kicker. When you have a Department of Justice that you cannot rely on to, to fulfill a congressional subpoena and, pe- and, and force people who violate it, Congress actually has this thing called inherent contempt of Congress powers, which means the Speaker of the House can send the Sergeant at Arms out and go and arrest anyone that defies a congressional subpoena. Told wow. you. If you want to see whether these Republicans actually have backbone, that's the law. So we got 45 seconds. I've never heard that before. So you're trying yeah, to tell okay, me Kevin hold on, McCarthy. Hold on, hold on. Let's say this. Fauci. Pause this. How has Charlie Kirk never heard that before? And I've been reporting that to you for the last two and a half months. How has he never heard that? Rep- I thought Charlie Kirk was a genius, Eli. I thought jo- Charlie Kirk was the was the political golden boy. I'm I'm actually shocked that he didn't know that. That's what I thought. I thought I'm, I'm just shocked. Anyway, let's go. Defies a subpoena. Yeah, he can be arrested by the sergeant at arms at the direction of Kevin McCarthy and held in detention. Where? Well, they're on jail cells at the bottom of the Capitol building. People don't know that, but they're there. You're blowing my mind, Cash. All right, more with Cash Patel after the break. You got my mind thinking here. People say they're never going to arrest it. We'll see. I did not. I did not know that. I don't know how you did not know that. I just, I, I, I get so angry. Oh, I wish more people knew about LFA. We could get so much more done. 
Yes, I know we're on the same team, Jan. I get it. My problem with this is, is that millions of people watch these people who most of the time have no idea what they're talking about. Anyway, the great thing about knowledge is it, it is power, and the more we share, the more we get it out there. Maybe Kevin McCarthy doesn't even know that. I don't know. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. What a great week we had here on LFA TV, live from America. Of course, the fight continues with Mike Crispy and Unafraid. Coming up next, folks. Mike Crispy, Unafraid, coming up next. And also, we will be here Monday, Labor Day. As always, fill, uh, tune in to LFA TV because we will be working Monday. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Keep your families close, keep a smile on your face and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. Do not forget to pre-order those shirts. Only a limited supply. I love you guys. God bless you. Peace out. Have a great weekend.